bears or who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. What up, what up? It's uh, Benito with the Born Losers Fantasy Podcast, week two. Um, we're over here. I'm over here with my boy Lawrence, and we're getting ready to get into the week two weekly recap. Um, just want to say thank you for all of the support that we had uh, last week on the first podcast. Um, it, it went really well. We weren't we weren't sure how it was going to go first week, but uh, you guys showed up, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, just uh, thank you guys all for the listening and input. Uh, really excited to get the rest of the season going and looking forward to giving you guys fantasy football updates for the rest of this year. So we're going to go through um, a couple of segments. We're going to start with our weekly recap from week two, um, going to the breakout players of the week, some disappointments. Um, Got to talk about the injuries this weekend. It was pretty crazy, uh, as well as uh, some of the questions that you guys asked. Uh, we're going to definitely go through those. Um, we did have some pretty good questions, and then we have a couple wild questions but we're still gonna answer them um and then we're just gonna go to the next week's uh games and a couple locks that we have for those games as well so uh that's where we're starting out um let's start with our weekly recap we have to start with that cowboys falcons game and that crazy ending that uh I i can't believe that no one jumped on the ball for the for the onside kick um I also I the Falcons should have put that game away a, way before it was even close. Uh, Julio dropped a huge ball in the end zone. That 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 really hurt them. They thought it was a Super Bowl and they were just trying to you know, <laughs> blow another lead out this week. Does Dan couldn't keep his job? Uh, he does. I think for a, I think they give him a few more goes. He's not gonna get fired. I yet. yeah. I don't think unless they're gonna give up on the season. I I don't think they're they're firing him either. Uh, the Cowboys did needed that. They they needed a big uh, win for sure right there, and that that was a huge one. That might push them uh, forward, and they might get a few. A few they might now win the that. the East at eight and eight again, so <laughs> they're gonna do all right with that win. Another uh, crazy game this week we had was the Seahawks Pats. Both quarterbacks showed out in fantasy points, and it was a high scoring game, and it was a lot. The Pats stuck uh, stuck with one of the best teams in the NFC and show that they're actually going to be able to compete this year in the AFC, even without Tom Brady. Uh, Cam, Superman Cam is back, man. Can't say anything more. He looks great. All I can say is if they picked up Winston, they would have won this game. <laughs> but they didn't decide to go that oh route. Oh, my God. Uh, but Will- Russell Wilson, he's definitely going to be getting some MVP looks this season. He's looking great in the first two games. I saw a stat saying that he had – 10 incompletions in these first two games and nine touchdowns. Yeah, they didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, so he has almost as as many touchdowns as he does incompletions. He's had a good season multiple years, and he has never received an MVP vote, so hopefully he gets at least a few this year. Uh, I, and, yeah, he has had those great seasons, but I don't know. There's been guys who deserve it. Like, I mean, not saying he doesn't, but yeah, he, just, he doesn't get a lot of love, but he, I think he's going to get that this year. Uh, another great game uh, was the Titan-Jags game. That one came down to the last last uh, minute. Um, Guskowski actually hit uh, his his field goal to put him up. Um, and Minshew looks like he is going to ruin the Jags' chances of getting Trevor Lawrence. What do you think? I think quarterbacks <laughs> are such a gamble that 
you got a good player in Minshew. I say you forget Trevor and you just have a good season. But Trevor, I think, is going to be good, but he's just too much of a gamble. And yeah. it looks like Minshew should be able to be a starter in the NFL today. So it looks like the. I wouldn't be too mad having him. He's only in his second year, so. I was thinking that the Broncos might be the new team with all those injuries. Uh, a lot of injuries too, but same thing there. You got a young quarterback in Drew Locke who's might not be as good as Trevor Lawrence will be, but you know, he's still I just the risk to take a quarterback, fall that way, take a quarterback and then Trevor Lawrence isn't a risk, I don't think. That's what everyone Ryan Leaf wasn't a risk and that guy <laughs> I'm talking about him today because he was terrible, so facts, facts. Uh how about the Rams Eagles game? Um it was uh, that the Rams played really well. Are the Rams good again? Are they back? Oh. Or are the Eagles just terrible? I think they're back. I don't know about how good, but they'll be a lot better than they were last year. That was also one of the locks I had last week at minus one. That covered. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to be back and good this year. Uh, don't know how good, but they're going to be better than last year and be able to compete in the NFC. But the Eagles all are also pretty bad, I think. But I don't Maybe. think they're going to be competing this year. Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> They got Jalen. <laughs> they got Jalen, baby. Uh, what about the uh, Chiefs and Chargers game? That one was actually a surprise game, in my opinion. I thought the Chiefs were going to run up the score. Yeah. And... That was probably just because of Herbert playing. I know Benito's <laughs> a big disbeliever in Herbert. But he came out, showed he, out, had him had had go to the overtime against the Chiefs. He had a great performance, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Sadly, by... they said Tyrod's it's his job, though, mm-hmm. somehow. So I don't know why, but it's Tyrod's it job. And I'm a big lover of Tyrod, but I don't know why it's his job after that performance. But, but hey, he, I'm not a head coach in the NFL. So. Pat Mahomes doing Pat Mahomes things, just having comeback wins. I think they said that he hasn't lost a game in September at all since he, since he was, became the starting quarterback, which I is an insane stat. And he's never been not in first place is another stat in the AFC in the AFC? The AFC West. West? Yeah, he's never not been in huh. first place. That's pretty impressive. Which is another crazy stat that I heard. Um, we also... I don't want to bring up my boys, but Dolphins suck again this week. No surprise. Zero defense. How about the, the Tampa Bay? They're back. They're back? <laughs> Super yeah. Bowl? Super Bowl. Back in on it. <laughs> Leonard Fournette came up big. Tampa Bay and... Or Tampa Bay and Mike Evans both look good together. But everything else kind of didn't look too good. O.J. Howard dropped some balls. Gronk dropped a ball. One ball hit a guy in the damn helmet. Didn't even put his hands up. But I think if you could give the ball to Leonard Fournette and and Jones every yeah, time. I think it's going to be solid this year. Tom Brady One manages two punch, the game real well. It could be right there with the, the Browns running game yeah. with Nick Chubb and, looked, and Kareem Hunt. Lashawn, they looked crazy. Lashawn McCoy even came in and did a bunch of uh, got four or five passes. Shady? He looked, well, he dropped one in the end zone, but he had four or five passes, and he looked actually faster for being an older running back. That works, too. All right, so we are going to do our breakout players of the week for week two. Um, I'm going to start with the quarterbacks, and we got to start with uh, Dak Prescott. This weekend, he had that come-from-behind victory uh, against Atlanta, and he, they score, he scored 39.8 in the PPR league. Uh, he went 34 for 47, 450 yards, a touchdown, and three rushing touchdowns uh, there in the end zone. So um, he had a great a great week. Cam versus Seattle couldn't couldn't pull off that last minute touchdown uh, to win, but he he did well. As, he did good as well. He had uh, 397 yards, a touchdown, uh, and two rushing touchdowns. 
Uh, Josh Allen completely uh, killed Miami this weekend. Uh, he had 417 yards and four touchdowns. He pretty much owns us every time we play him for some reason. We can't keep him in, t- in uh, contained. Uh, Russell Wilson, another great game. Uh, I talked about it earlier. Uh, he went 21 of 28, so he only had seven incompletions last night uh, for five touchdowns. And then that interception wasn't even really his fault. Uh, Kyler, uh, my bold prediction for the MVP this year, had another good game. Um, 286 yards of touchdown, the INT, but he had that. He had two rushing touchdowns as well, and then um, a couple of of guys just to round out. Uh, Mahomes had a great game, the 27.48. Uh, most of it in the second half. He wasn't really there in the first half. Um, Burrow, Burrow had a great game. Uh, one of the rookies, and then another rookie, uh, Herbert, had a, also a really good game. So I think Burrow threw it about 61 times. So yeah, if they're just going to keep chucking the ball, you might as well grab Boyd and A.J. Green over there as well um, if you if you have him because he's just going to sit back and sling it. Yeah, that offensive line is terrible, so it looks like it's going to be passing probably a lot because Joe Mixon couldn't really get much going. Um, that was tied for the most or broke the record for the most passes as a rookie. Um, but then we have running backs this week. Um, Aaron Jones, he went off for 168. Rushing yards, two touchdowns, 68 receiving yards, and another touchdown. Then we have Fernet for Tampa Bay. He surprisingly had a real good game the last maybe quarter and a half. He was getting eight yards of carry, seven yards of carry. He finished with 103 yards, two touchdowns, and he caught four balls. Then we had uh, the duo in Cleveland, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Both of them had big games, 26.3 and 24.1 fantasy points. And they're looking that they can actually sustain two fantasy football starters even though they're from the same backfield so that'd be fun to watch it just makes it more of a weird thing that if you grab chubb you drafted him in the first second round you drafted hunt you got him and i actually can't i don't can't think of the adp off the top of my head but i want to say he was more of like a sixth seventh eighth rounder maybe even lower so you kind of got a steal for kareem hunt for him doing the same output as chubb then we had christian mccaffrey who's having a pretty good game for uh carolina against Tampa bay before he went down with an ankle injury but he had 59 yards, two touchdowns. And then we had uh, Zeke, who had 22.2 points. David Montgomery with 21.7. And then James Robinson, surprisingly, had 21 points this week. Um, and that's for the running backs. Uh, we're going to head over to the wide receivers. Calvin Ridley uh, is going to be the top receiver this week. He was my bold prediction for going to be the number one receiver over there in Atlanta this year. Uh, he had seven receptions, 109 yards, two touchdowns, and 10 targets. So he is seeing the targets. Uh, Diggs um, for Buffalo, 29.3 points. He had eight eight receptions, 153 yards, a touchdown, and 13 targets. So it looks like him and Josh Allen kind of have a, uh, a little thing going. So I, I think they're going to be a pretty solid one, too. And I think Diggs is getting taken pretty low, right, in some of the – Yeah, everyone stayed away from Diggs this year. Everyone on ESPN, and I have no idea what they say on Yahoo because that sucks. But uh, ESPN, they all hated <laughs> Diggs this year. Because they'd say that Josh Allen can't throw, not accurate, but him and Diggs the first two weeks have been putting up some numbers, so I don't expect that to drop at all this year. So or yeah, it's going to drop probably think, from twenty nine a week, but I he's going to be a solid starter every week. I think Diggs, yeah, is going to be a, a solid start week in week out. Um, Edelman uh, had eight receptions for one hundred seventy nine yards and ten targets, so he looks like a favorite target for Cam. Uh, Cam, he threw it forty four times last night, but. Uh, he, he didn't throw it that much in week one, so that that's good to see him at least looking at uh, Edelman. He's going to be that safe target o- over there. 
Um, and then we have McLaurin uh, versus Arizona. He had 25.5, seven receptions, 125 yards, a touchdown, 10 targets. So he, he's also a solid option uh, for Dwayne Haskins. I'm not a huge fan of anything in Washington, so seeing seeing a, a guy like that put up those type of numbers is, is exciting. Um, and then Mike Evans, uh, him and, and Tom looks pretty good. Uh, he had 19 points, um, seven receptions, 104 yards, a touchdown, 10 targets. So that that's actually a pretty good stat for him, I, I was thinking. Um, Tom was actually feeding him the ball this week. And then we have, of course, uh, Tyreek Hill. He, he had a, a good game in the second half. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, him and Kyler on that on the same page, and then uh, Chase Claypool. He had seventeen point eight, and he's owned in seven point four percent of leagues. So um, that's also a great pickup there uh, for some deeper leagues. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about uh, who, who do you think we should pick up in the absence of Michael Thomas? I think. Um, I'm honestly not too big on any of the receivers, but well, Sanders, but he's probably owned in a lot of leagues. And then I'm just not sold on uh, Smith at all. I just think he's too much of a risk. But I would see an uptick in Kamara's usage, uptick in Cook's usage, and Sanders. But I'm assuming they're owned in everyone's leagues. But I just, if I do pick up Smith, he's probably not coming off my bench unless he shows me two weeks of something big. And then uh, this week we have, uh, for tight ends, we had Higby who scared me week one, so I benched him in almost all my leagues I own him in, and he went off for 28 points, five catches, three of them for touchdowns. He still only had five targets, which doesn't really impress me too well, so I'm going to have to start him now, but we'll see how that goes. And then uh, we sent off a tweet this week that was, if you were missing a tight end to pick up Johnu Smith, Mike Gusecki, or Logan Thomas, and Mike Gusecki was second out of all tight ends. He had eight catches for 130 yards and a touchdown off 11 targets. John Smith had two touchdowns on five targets, 84 yards. And then Logan Thomas didn't do too well. He had only four catches for 26 yards, but he did have nine targets, which you like to see. And then we have uh, Travis Kelsey, who had 24 points, who I'm probably going to, or we're both probably going to talk about him every time, every week for the highest performance of tight end. And then Jordan Reed, who every year looked like he was going to be something good in uh, Washington. He's actually did pretty well this week at 24 points. And then some other names. We had Dalton Schultz for Dallas, kept 21-8. Mo Alley-Cox from the Colts got 16-1. And then Hayden Hurst from Atlanta got 18.2 this week. Um, and then we just got we got uh, some defenses that showed up this week. Uh, Colts shut out Minnesota. Minnesota looked terrible. Um, Kirk Cousins looked terrible. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, the Ravens played really well against Houston, shut down to Sean Watson. Um, the Steelers, Steelers look like they're they're that that number one defense like they were last year, so they are playing well too. Uh, even though Denver was really hurt, um, the Bears uh, with 13 points and the Packers with 12 points to round that out. And then kickers, we had uh, Yonko Koo, who's been having solid weeks every week until or since he started last year. He's been having big weeks, and then you got Justin Tucker, Rodrigo Blackenshine, Blackenshine. I actually Blankenship. don't. Blackenshine. I actually can't read, so um, that's one thing about me, I guess. And then uh, Zang Gonzalez. They finished out the top kickers this week, um, and now we're gonna move over to our disappointments of the week and who we just thought should have had a better game and just didn't come up this week at all. Uh, one of the the ones we're gonna start. I'm gonna start with uh, probably Deshaun Watson. He did score 14.7 points, but 
just one touchdown and one interception. He looked pretty awful against the Ravens, if we're being completely honest. Um, couldn't get really anybody going. DJ looked bad, too. So uh, that's that's my first disappointment for the week. And then we have disappointment. Tom Brady, he only had 8.6 uh, fantasy points. But I'm a Tampa Bay fan, so I did watch that whole game, and I was very impressed. He just looked well. He, he can control the game really well. He had a good uh, chemistry with Mike Evans. The only thing is Tampa Bay, some of their players just aren't on the same mental level as Tom Brady. So he thinks of one thing, and he realizes something's going on in his head. He just can't. They just don't pick it up as fast as him. So on a fantasy standpoint, disappointed. But as him being my, team's favorite, or my favorite team's quarterback, I was pretty impressed this week. Then we had Derrick Henry, who still had 25 carries. He just couldn't get in the end zone. Didn't get a reception, and he got 8.4 yards off of the 84 yards he got. But at least he's still getting his 25 targets or 25 rushes a game. So that's always going to be there, I guess. But just disappointing when you get 25 rushes and your fantasy player gets eight rush, uh, eight fantasy points. Yeah, definitely. Uh, David Johnson, like I, I just brought him up uh, with Deshaun Watson. That whole Houston team just couldn't get it going against Baltimore. I don't know if Baltimore's defense is just that good or uh, we're going to have some problems in Houston. So um, just something to keep an eye out. I thought, I thought David Johnson was going to be have a lot, have, have a lot better week. Um, he still had 11 carries for 34 yards. He had two receptions um, for 16, and he was targeted four times. So... I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think I saw a couple where he was wide open on a touchdown and Deshaun just overthrew him. So um, maybe maybe they are looking his way. They just nothing just fell in their their way. Um, and Adam Thielen is another one uh, that kind of disappointed. But that whole Minnesota team was uh, pretty down. Thielen had uh, three catches, thirty one yards, zero touchdowns, but he still had eight targets. So um, they just got to find. Uh, where him and Kirk Cousins are at. Um, I think I saw that Justin Jefferson had had a few more targets this week, so that might be someone uh, to start taking a look at as well. Uh, Another disappointment we have on the list is Devontae Adams, but he did get injured, but he just only had three targets prior to him getting hurt, and those three targets only went for 36 yards, so just a big decrease in volume from the week one. What, did he have 17 targets in week one? Yeah, he, Which is huge. he was going after everything in week one. They just kept giving him the ball, so that was kind of disappointing to see. And then we have Julio. Uh, Julio had two receptions for 24 yards. I know he was going really high in most leagues, probably second round. Um, so that that is definitely like a, a, a probably one of the bigger disappoint, disappointments of the league. Um, I know my brother Marcus had Adam Thielen and Julio in his dynasty team, so that one, that one probably hurt him pretty bad. Uh, and he dropped, he dropped. I'm pretty sure he dropped two wide open touchdown passes, but he definitely dropped one that would have helped them seal the game, and the Cowboys wouldn't have been able to come back. So uh, I, I know they want to blame a lot of it on the defense, but if Julio would have caught that ball, they they could have just sealed the game right there. Yeah, there's just a lot of mouths to feed. We had uh, Russell Gage who had another good week. You have Ridley, and then you had Heidenhurst. So just a lot of mouths to feed out there in that passing game. And then the end up our disappointments. We have three tight ends: Ertz, Mark Andrews, and Gronkowski. Ertz only got five catches for forty-two yards on seven targets, which is still pretty good. But Mark Andrews was only targeted three times, caught one of them for twenty-nine yards. And Gronk, I wasn't really too big on Gronk. I think he's more of a let's try to make Tom Brady happy and get one of his targets in, but. He doesn't really show me much these first two weeks. 
the one target he had, he dropped, and it should have been a catch. So he's a disappointment just because I know some people have him, but I wouldn't have considered him a quality fantasy starter anyway. And I, and I wasn't planning on on drafting Gronk at all this season just because um, he is from he is playing in Tampa and there's a lot of mouths over there, but. Um, the name you people love love Gronk, so it's just something that that you do look at. All right, we're about to move on to our uh, waiver wire picks of the week. Uh, I'm gonna start with some quarterbacks. Uh, like 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 I talked in the first um, segment, uh, uh, Joey Burrow, number one overall pick, the rookie. He he's he's out there just slinging the ball. So maybe in some deeper leagues or a quarterback uh, gets hurt, maybe stash him on your bench somewhere. Um, he, he's looking like he's he's starting to start playing a little better. He, he's owned in 45% of leagues right now. So um, he might not be available, but he, he could be available in, in some of your, your leagues that you have. Also, the other rookie, Justin Herbert, 22.24 points this week. Um, he was playing really good. I know they're saying that Tyrod Taylor, um, it's his job still. But the way Herbert played, he, he made them a much better team than what we saw uh, the Chargers do in week one. He's owned in 1.7% of leagues. So most of the leagues out there, he's not on a, on a roster at all. Um, another one is going to be uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, my boy, the ex-Dolphin. But he's rostered in 34.5% of leagues. Uh, he had 26.76 points. Um, so he, he's going to have – he played solid at the end of last season. Uh, I know I picked him up, and I think it was he was like a top three quarterback the final eight games or something like that last year. So that that's one to, to definitely uh, take a look at. Um, and I'm just going to add one more with uh, Garden Minshew. He, he played another great week. Uh, he's only rostered in 19.5% of leagues. So – um, if you are, if you need a quarterback pretty bad, he, he's been, he played good week one and week two. So, uh, maybe he, he's someone you could take a fire with. Uh, he outscored Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, uh, Baker, Deshaun Watson this week. So, um, maybe someone to, to take a look at on, on the flyer. All right. Before I get into running backs for the waiver wire this week, I'm going to talk about just, uh, Herbert. It's going to be something to monitor if he starts or not because Austin Eckler had a better game in the receiving uh, category and then Keenan Allen also had a, a lot better game this weekend. I'm assuming it's because of Herbert, but I guess you never know. But they just look better out there with Herbert than they did with Tyrod Taylor. So that would be something to monitor, even if you're not picking him up. And then this week for waiver wires, there's another week where a lot of running backs are going to be picked in the top picks for waiver wires. Last week didn't go too well. Hines was probably the top pick in 90% of waivers last week, and I think he had one point this week. So I even started him in one of my deeper leagues and kind of reason I lost. So this week, though, we have James Robinson of Jacksonville. He's owned in 62% of leagues, it says, so he might not be available, but if he is, i definitely scoop him up. And then this week for the Rams, Akers was dealing with some injuries, and Henderson stepped up, and I think Brown even went down with some injuries. So Henderson st- stepped in, and... He's only 44.6% of leagues. I'm not too confident in him as a play, uh, fantasy starter, but all starting running backs should be at least looked at. And then this week we have Deion Lewis, who's going to have a big uptick in pickups, as well as Mike Davis, both receiving backs. And they are going to be taking over for some injured players. One zone, Deion Lewis is owned in less than 1%, and so is Mike Davis. And then we have McKinnon, who used to be... 
I wouldn't say a stud, but he got paid big bucks to go to San Francisco, but he just keeps getting hurt. But now with all the injuries, he's going to be a starter, and he's in 19% of leagues. He's only owned in 19% of leagues, so he'll be there for a lot of you guys. And then Miami has Gaskin, who's not going to be no big play guy, but he's kind of like a James James White, who's probably not going to get less than, you know, eight points, but he's probably not going to get more than 14. But he gets a lot of catches in there, so he should be picked up. He's only owned in about 13% of leagues. And then Josh Kelly. I don't know if it's just because the offense looked better because of Herbert, but again, he was he's only 27% of leagues, and he had 23 carries this week, so he's someone that should be on people's radars. He was out there a lot. Um, I watched most of that game, and he was out there a lot with uh, Austin Eckler, so um, it was like uh, they. it looks like they sh- they're going to be sharing most of that backfield, maybe 60-40. 50-50 close to it. That's a lot of carries for yeah, a, he's a, young a, guy, a so number two. So The more carries he gets, he's going to get better this year. Um, and then we're going to move on to the wide receivers that we have. Um, uh, I did say we were talking – we talked about uh, Chase Claypool in a earlier segment. Um, he had 17.8 points this past week, um, and he's only owned in about 7.4% of leagues. So – um, if you have a couple injuries, um, I know Sutton got injured, so uh, and you need a, a wide receiver, that might be somebody to look at. Also, Gage um, is only owned in 20% of leagues, uh, and um, he had 12 uh, receptions this week, so um, he's definitely somebody to look at. Uh, I think one of our buddies um, on Twitter, Chavo, actually picked him up in one of his leagues. He sent us a, a, a tweet saying that he got him, um, so he feels a little bit better at the wide receiver position now. Um, also, uh, Corey Davis, he looks like uh, he's going to be that number one guy again um, in Tennessee, at least while A.J. Brown's out. Um, he's only owned in 34% of leagues. I know he had a touchdown in the back of the end zone um, this, pack, this past weekend. Um, and then a couple other uh, Packer guys to look at from uh, now that Devontae Adams is out with the hamstring. Don't know how, that's gonna, how long he's going to be out. Um, those hamstrings are kind of like a tricky injury to even – uh, predict, but MVS, he's owned in only 17%, and Lazard is owned in 34% of leagues. So those are some people to definitely take a look at if you are needing a wide receiver this week. And then this week, it's kind of a I tweeted about this week for tight ends. It's going to be kind of the same thing. Mike Jacecki's only owned in 47% of leagues. Jonas Smith, 40% of leagues. And they should be picked up right now because they're both looking like they're going to get a good share of the targets and then we have uh mo alley cox he's only owned in less than a percent of leagues out in uh the colts i don't know if i'd pick him up just yet because you probably don't need to go that deep but if you're in a deeper league i'd give him a look and then don schultz who came in for a cowboys this week he had a pretty big game and he's only owned in one percent as well and then jordan reed i don't want to put anything bad on anyone but he's known with injuries so him staying healthy all year is going to be kind of hard I feel like but if he does he should be able to do good there so we'll see if he can stay up and at where his potential is so he's only owned in 7% of leagues so we're gonna come and start with the injuries from this week uh, we have the big ones the big names um, Saquon Barkley out for season uh, season ending ACL uh, which is kind of rough to, to hear um, I saw I saw he 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 looked like he got hurt the play before this. It looked like he, like, snapped his wrist. Um, but he was in the following – he took the player two off when he was in the very next play, and unfortunately he got hurt. I don't know really what happened there. It didn't, it didn't look 
It didn't look that bad, but usually those are the worst ones. And then with Saquon, we have Deion Lewis, like I spoke about earlier. It was one of the way for pickups. And one I forgot to, about, to talk about was Devontae Freeman. He's got a workout today by them, so he might get picked up. And if he does, he'll also be one of the high uh, waiver wire pickups this week. And then another injury we had was uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be out four to six weeks as the timetable. He uh, high ankle sprain, so the same thing as uh, Mike Thomas is dealing with right now. And for him, Mike Davis came in and caught eight balls. He only had one rush, though, so I'll uh, be looking to see what that happens there. But he's going to be the guy for them. He's going to be on the passing downs and rush downs. And then uh, we have the Broncos, who it seems like a bunch of their guys got hurt. But the two big ones is uh, Drew Locke with the sprained AC joint on his shoulder. Um not really sure how long that's going to keep him out, but it, I'm pretty sure it is his throwing shoulder, so uh, who knows at this point. Um, and Corlin Sutton, um, they just came back with the MRI, and it is a season-ending ACL injury. Um, so if you do have Sutton and you need somebody to pick up, um, Judy probably isn't there. He's owning about 74.2% of leagues, uh, but they do have KJ Hamler. Uh, who's there and he's owning only about 1.1% of leagues so he could be like a deep flyer if you absolutely need someone um, as well as uh, no offense uh, is probably going to get some more touches as well now that the number one is gone yeah I really like no offense to get a big uptick or maybe not a big uptick because he's already pretty involved but for a quarterback that hasn't been in much you know they always really have to find one guy that they can count on and a lot of them always find a tight end so I like to, for no offense, have some quality games the next few weeks. But he is having Driscoll pass to him, so. But they looked alright though this last week to where they can still be fantasy uh, relevant. And then we had, we spoke about earlier, Devontae Adams. He has a hamstring injury. They said today that it's not going to be too severe, but they haven't really said how severe, so I'm assuming he's going to miss at least one week, but we honestly really don't know how bad that's going to be. And we talked about MVS and Lazard coming up as a. Uh, possible pickups for his absence and then the uh 49ers or the 40 irs seemed like that everybody on their team got hurt this weekend um sorry for any 49er fans out there uh you guys lost bosa with season ending acl um moser he's waiting on an mri i think they said he had a sprained mcl um jimmy g high ankle sprain kittle still hurting from that week one injury tevin coleman hurt himself uh and solomon thomas did did you say that Solomon Thomas got? Didn't they say he was out for the year too? Solomon Thomas, I believe, is also going to be out for this uh, rest of the season. So. so that's tough. The that that great defensive line that they had last season just lost two of its best players. So uh, we'll see how they recover from that. Uh, maybe start. Uh, I, I, we were looking at McKinnon as the possible new starter over there. Uh, if Mostert is going to be out multiple weeks. Um, might have to do a little bit more research to see who's, who could be a, a two and three in that backfield since they lost Tevin Coleman as well. Um, but those seem to be like the the biggest fantasy uh, news type injuries that we have right now. Um, and we're going to probably move on to our questions that we had. Um, through the Twitter and we had a few of the other questions. I know some of you guys wanted to hear about the Survivor Island fantasy that me and Lawrence are in. Um, 
So this week, me and him both survived. We, we look good. We actually face against each other, but it, it doesn't really matter in this league. Uh, you just got to make sure you have the most. Po- you have more points than the, the last person. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, Lawrence actually was able to pick up DK Metcalf last week, and I was actually able to pick up um, Odell. So both of those guys had really good weeks to help us out, uh, move us, and, and make us move forward in this uh, Survivor Island. Uh, we were looking at who's probably going to be available this following week, and it's actually going to be a pretty solid squad that's going down. Yeah, Surprise! This team lost. They kind of messed up and wasn't able to change uh, Miles Sanders into a starting lineup, and they started James White, who unfortunately, I believe, his dad passed away and his mom was in critical condition, so he didn't play this weekend. So uh, they started him and not Sanders, but there's going to be some quality players on this team that people are going to be picking up. Miles Sanders being one, and then uh, we have Joe Mixon, James White, Juju, Robert Woods, Darren Waller, and AJ Green are all going to be um, coming off that team. And we're both kind of towards the end, I believe, in the waiver wires just because we picked up guys last week. So I'm probably going to put in some waivers, but I doubt I'm going to get picked. Also, I was thinking not to put in any and hopefully survive next week and just put in a waiver and hopefully be top three for the next week. But Oh, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that was a thought for me as well, but I I am a big fan of Juju and yeah, and this, Robert Wood, so especially stacked, with the. So it'd be nice to get one. I think I I think I st- I had to start uh, Will Fuller as my number two in that league. So he didn't, oh, we didn't talk about him. He was yeah. a disappointment. He didn't even get a target. I don't believe. Or I don't he didn't think get he, a catch. Yeah, I don't even think he got a target this week. Yeah, he was a disappointment, especially after what he put up in week one. That was that was pretty crazy. So that that one that one hurt me, but I still ended up uh, breaking a hundred points. So uh, we'll feel f- I feel fine in that league. I think uh, uh, I'm gonna make it pretty far. Um, another question that we got uh, from my buddy Jacob Jake. Um, he said, "Who who do we look for once we get past the first layer of players?" Which I thought was a pretty good question, um, and I think he's talking about like drafts or even like um, into like the the waiver wires and stuff like that. Well, who I look for after I kind of get a squad going of my in my draft in the late rounds, or who I try to this year. I guess I got a little drunk and I got some super picks, but um, <laughs> usually you look for guys that aren't gonna have like an immediate impact or they just you don't know what their impact is but they're gonna have because like, they're gonna be on your bed so you want guys that have like a real big ceiling or can potentially have a big ceiling so you know trying to find flyers or you know rookies or just flyers for guys that you know he's been having some bad years but you think he might have a good one so you're gonna pick him because his ceiling is a lot higher than someone else's so like ap you might take ap but his floor is probably gonna be four points a game but his ceiling's max gonna be probably 12 and I need to have a touchdown. But then you can get another guy who might not be so consistent. It might not be good all year, but if you're picking him up with the 13th pick, it really doesn't matter. But you're just hoping that you pick up one of those guys that just might have that crazy season or break out or be in a position where he can break out. Because fantasy football is mostly about target shares and usage rather than name or position or whatnot. It's just if you're getting your targets or if you're not getting your targets. So I try to try to find a player that's has the potential to have a high ceiling. Yeah, uh, definitely. You you got to do your research. You got to look uh, look some stuff up. Um, I know a couple years ago I was actually able to get Pat Mahomes in the fourteenth round, and that was his huge breakout season. And I actually got Kittle in the fifteenth, and that in that same draft. Yeah, that was a big year for you. Which was crazy. Made it all the way to the championship. Lost uh, in a week seventeen. We we, we went to week seventeen that year. Um, which was kind of dumb. So most of my guys were 
uh, benched and I was kind of just working with some flyers. So that, that kind of sucked. But um, uh, you just got to do your research and, and really look into some guys that, that you kind of uh, believe in or even uh, who they have around them. If it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of target shares, uh, that's definitely something to look at as well. Um, or even uh, a backup running back to somebody um, that that is pretty incon- like inconsistent or gets hurt. Um, those are some some people to look at, and you you, you do get um, lucky sometimes. Yeah, same thing happened with me last year. Last year I went in as you know I'm usually stay late on quarterbacks, pick one up late. So this uh, last year I picked up uh, I believe 12th or 13th round, James Winston, and he's going to be my go-to quarterback. Who he did finish top five, so. He did have a solid year, but then I picked up the Lamar 30 Jackson. 30, the 30 for 30. 30 for 30. <laughs> Dude, I have one on him one day. But uh, I picked up uh, Lamar Jackson, like, round 15 or 14, right before I went kicker defense. And it was just because he finished out the season so strong before. It took a flyer. Yeah, he turned out to have an MVP season. So I'm kind of get lucky. But then there's guys that I was just saying today, uh, Zay Jones scored for the Raiders. And I was telling Benito how I picked him up the last – few years when he was on Buffalo Bills in like the last two rounds just hoping that he was going to step up and be one of the main receivers out there but then John Brown did that so he was a guy dropped by week two every year so um what about what, what was the other question we had uh, we had a question from Mikey he asked us will Joe Burrow be a menace in the coming years in the, in the NFL or will he phase out like Johnny Menzel I I like I like Joe Burrow. He's more he's definitely more mature than Johnny Menzel ever was. Um, it's his team over there in Cincinnati, and honestly, he for him having no offensive line, he looks pretty good the last couple of weeks. He kept them in in ball games and and um, made it happen. And they're just gonna let him sling the ball. It looks like he he had sixty one. Um, passes yeah, so, so that, that, I think he's gonna be great but that's yeah, huge that, volume that line's gonna kick his ass because yeah. they were terrible out there they, so they, he got he did get hit he's gonna get hit I'm guessing he's gonna be the most hit quarterback um this season just because that how terrible that offensive line is um so keep your expectations down for Joe Mixon as well because um it's gonna have to be some they're gonna have to have something crazy happen for them to have really good games yeah so if we could bear injuries I think he should have a good career, but then I don't know how good of a career he could have being in Cincinnati. They talked about that on Thursday, that they've had some good quarterbacks, but they never really do much just because it is the Bengals, and they were just talking about, like, Carson Palmer. He was always good, but, like, they never really had that many good seasons just because. Didn't Carson Palmer just – he retired because he didn't want to be a Bengal anymore? No, he went I, to the uh I think he Cardinals. retired, and then they ended up – Oh, he came they, back? They sent him to the Raiders. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Say. Because he was over it. <laughs> but there's a bunch of them there saying that could have been good, but they were just in the bangle. So we'll see. But I believe in them. I think he's good. But quarterback's a weird position. Everyone thought – I did it. But everyone thought um, Baker Mayfield was going to be, you know, the next star. And He looked good last week. He looked good last week. But he was against the Bengals. But he had a shit true. last season that wasn't anywhere near his rookie season. It's very true. And people like our boy Andrew would say it's because of his offensive coordinators, blah, blah, blah. But – you know, it just sucks having to relearn a new thing. But if you're a quarterback out there that's made from the NFL, you find ways to win. So hopefully Joe Burrow can do that. And he's shown that he can at least put himself in the position to win. And his team is just kind of messed up for him. So I do like him, but we'll see how that goes. And then our other question, I'm not sure if it was a joke or what what the hell is going on. But our boy Kevin, Kev probably, Nasty. Kev Nasty, probably drunk nasty dog. The guy asked us. What's going on with Dreamstyle Arena and UNF Athletics? First of all, it's 
called the pit, and you should know this. It is Dreamstyle Arena, but also I have no idea what the hell is going on with Dreamstyle Arena or UNM Athletics. And I don't know if this was sent to the right podcast at Twitter because uh, this is fantasy football, but yeah, I actually have no idea what the hell is going on with that. So Kevin, if you want to respond to that tweet and tell us what's happening, uh, that'd be nice because I don't know what's going on with Dreamstyle. I know they paid like $5 million back for the naming rights, but that's all I know about it. UNM Athletics, no football season. That's all I know, so... Thanks for the question. Appreciate it. But yeah, hopefully it was a joke. We appreciate <laughs> all the interaction that we're getting on um, our Twitter account. Um, we do have a few guys that have been asking questions, which is awesome for us. We try to um, answer them as soon as we can. So that that is really cool yeah, to so see. If you want to get your roster updates or anything like uh, questions, we had Chavo say uh, who should he trade or if it was a good trade or who should he start. So we could always answer those right away on Twitter if you ever respond to them. Or if you have something you want specifically answered on our pod, feel free to give us a question for that yeah. as well. Between me and Lawrence, we have like 20 years of fantasy football experience just from playing. So um, we feel pretty good about what we where we go and how, how um, our teams are set up. So we love giving out um, advice. Uh, so uh, we and and we appreciate everybody who's who's been um, interacting with us and retweeting the first podcast. I hope that we could get uh, that again this week. I know we are waiting on iTunes still um, as of right now, but uh, hopefully we do get on um, iTunes podcasts within this hopefully this week. But we are on six different platforms as of right now. So, um, which is pretty cool, actually. Uh, I think we it, it's Spotify, Google. Um, what are the other? I'm looking at. We got Breaker, Spotify, Google Products or Podcasts, Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. I'm not sure if anybody uses any of those, but Spotify, Google, and hopefully this week iTunes. It just takes a little longer for them to approve us. So hopefully we can get on there soon because I know those are the big ones: Spotify, iTunes, and. I guess Google's probably pretty popular as well. But then you can always catch us here on Anchor. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then uh, we do have some uh, of the matchups for next week. Um, we don't have a great game on Thursday. Uh, I'll be happy for it. We didn't have uh, one last week either, and, and it turned out to be good. So yeah, hopefully that happens again. Yeah, hopefully. I'm, I'm excited to, to watch uh, an actual full game of my team playing. Um, I've just been watching them through Red Zone Channel, so... Uh, it's going to be nice to actually see the the squad. Hopefully, maybe they could bring in Tua this week. I they mean, should. They, they love if Fitz they Magic. Him, they should, but they love Fitz Magic. But bring his ass in. Let's let's see what he got. All the other rookies are showing up. I got his hips though, older than Tom Brady's hips. Come on, so. get out of here, bro. Uh, what, what's the what's some of the locks you have this um, week? This week for locks, <laughs> I might be biased, but I'm going to go with Tampa Bay this week minus six against the Broncos. Mainly because Tampa Bay's defense has impressed me. I watch every single one of their games in full for the last, I don't even know how many years, and their defense has been a problem in the last few years. And they really turned it around with that defensive line last year, and now their young defensive backs are looking better. So I just think they're going to give uh, Driscoll some hell, and it's going to be tough for the Devil Broncos to score. And then without Sutton, they're going to be with Driscoll, two rookie receivers. And then they do have Gordon, but I think Tampa Bay should just be able to overpower them and get that minus six. And then the other one I have, I actually like Minshew Mania, and I believe that they are going to beat the Dolphins by more than three points. My other one this week is Jacksonville minus three. It's not happening. <laughs> Last week I had uh, the Rams <laughs> minus one, and they ended up covering that. And if you got it late, you could have even got it plus one and a half at one point. 
And the other one I had was a under in the 49ers game, which I ended up doubling down on and betting again Saturday night. And I lost that one. They, the Jets scored some no-name receiver, got a touchdown in the last two, maybe under the two minutes, and that blew that uh, under for me. So that kind of hurt, but at least it was there. But those are going to be my two for the week. And then the one thing that I want to point out for betting is this might be the first time and only time you're able to bet the Chiefs this year. As an underdog, they're going in at plus three against Baltimore. So. As an underdog? Yeah, they're going to get a minus three against the Baltimore. So, oh, if you're Ravens has been showing up. You could, you know, go in there and get them positive points if you take a money line, or you can uh, get the plus three. So that's not going to be <laughs> there much for the Chiefs this year, I bet. Um, I don't know what the spread is on this uh, Cardinals Lions game. It's minus six. Minus six. You take take the Cardinals, give the Lions six. They're going to smack them. Cardinals just look like a team, uh, a much better team this season than they've had in a while. I'm pretty excited about that team. Um, I know my brother Nick is super excited about them. Um, I do. I I like the Cardinals as well. They're probably one of my uh, other favorite teams to watch, um, as well as uh, the Colts. What is the Colts? Uh, let me check. I actually have no idea. They are. Oh shit. They are minus ten and a half. They're minus ten and a half. I don't know if I'm gonna give them ten. That is a lot of. Points. That's a lot of points, especially against the Jets, and they didn't look that great. Um, these last couple weeks um, but yeah th- those are the, the few um, I probably have some more locks out on the Twitter um, in this coming week I haven't really looked at next week's schedule but I um, I'm, I'm more excited about Thursday night because I get to actually watch my team play for the first time this, this year so that's pretty cool yeah so um, they also for just fantasy games matchups this week uh, Kansas City and Baltimore that's going to be big you know big names all around that so We'll see, and then it's see if the Chiefs can do what they usually do with just that Baltimore defense. So we don't know if they're going to be able to get all that, but can guarantee Kelsey's going to have his game. So, but we'll see. That's a lot of fantasy implications there. And the other game I like for fantasy this week was the Chicago Atlanta game. A Gunray had a big week this week, so it'll be interesting to see if he keep that up. And then Robinson didn't have that good of a week. Him and Trubinsky, so we're going to see if they can pick that up. And then just going to be interesting to see what Atlanta does with that offense. They have three receivers that they're trying to keep in the mix and a tight end so he can't have 400 passing yards every game so <laughs> yeah. might, but I, I don't then they're also been losing so if they're behind I guess he could so it's gonna be interesting to see Julio maybe give Gurley the ball a couple Gurley, extra times Gage, Ridley and Hurst they're all gonna be played in that so we're gonna this gonna be an interesting matchup uh, fantasy wise I'm excited to watch the Rams and Bills game um, they they have a few people on each side of the ball that are gonna uh, perform like we were talking about earlier. Uh, Josh Allen and and Diggs are um, a good little one two combination. John Brown um, over there, they they're all playing very well. Uh, that Rams offense is playing well. Higby, Robert Woods, Cup, uh, those those two receivers just got paid. Um, they have the 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 running back uh, little duo that they have over there. Uh, now that Cam Akers, I'm not sure how how bad Cam Akers is. Uh, his injury but he he might not be out there this week um so that that's going to be a very good game to watch and the Steelers Texans game is another one I'm I'm excited to watch I want to see the Texans come back from how they played last week but they get fuller back in the games they did show like they're they're not great against a tough defense because uh the Ravens kind of punked them this week so um that Steelers D is is no joke as well so we'll see how how they uh um how they bounce back from that that loss this weekend? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Interesting. The only one that really did any good was 
Cooks had a pretty relevant game. He had to get in the end zone, but he was the only one that had like a solid game that day. So we'll see if the rest of the offense can bounce back this week. And I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's going to cover our second podcast. Yeah, so that we're just wrapped up the second podcast. Um, if you guys could just uh, – we love the questions. So if you guys have more questions, uh, feel free to send it. You can send it to the Twitter account or you can send it directly to us and um, we'll get it in on the uh, week three podcast uh, that's going to come out. So um, I'm going to appreciate it if you're going to you know, ask about UNM or the Emmys or whatever you want to ask about Kevin. So. Yeah, we'll do our, we'll do our best to answer it. We'll try to answer it next week. So. As <laughs> we'll, long as you get interactions, we, we like that. So Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll answer – Anything and everything? Yeah, we'll try. We'll try. We'll try to answer anything. <laughs> but if it's a dumb question, we might let you know that's a dumb question. But we still appreciate those. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. So um, I guess that's it. We're out of here, and uh, we appreciate all the love, guys. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we have enough. Uh, we have we have it again this week. Appreciate you all.